In today's show, we look ahead to Monday. In the NBA, the seven games, what we're watching for, some streaming options, Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today, we're going to look ahead to Monday what we're watching for, the ins and outs, the things we need to pay attention to, some streaming options. So, warning. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. Nets-Cavs is the first game of the day. Cleveland are two-point favorites at home. The Nets are one of the hottest teams in the NBA as we speak. Joe Harris is questionable for Brooklyn with knee soreness. Rubio, Wade, and Windler are out for Cleveland. Um, I want to watch Ben Simmons. He's looking better. We're not really getting much of the criticism of oh, Ben Simmons is doing nothing offensively. He's not the same guy. He's not the same guy, but he is improving. He's still got significant limitations, of course, but I think he's settling into that role. He hasn't hit 30 minutes in the last three games. He's only done it once in the last five, so that's a little bit of a worry as for his value, but you know we are getting a little bit more consistency out of Simmons. I also want to watch Royce O'Neal, whose minutes were really highly, they were ridiculous. And we always worried, hey, what happens when Simmons back and when Curry is there and Warren's playing? Will he play those 38 minutes a night? Because that's what's sustaining him. And the answer is no. He has played 32, 32, 27, 28 the last three games. Royce, there was a couple of blowouts in that. But it feels like he's more of a 32-minute guy versus a 38-minute guy. And the shooting has just been bad all season. While I do think there is improvement in Royce's shooting, what he was doing earlier in the year with the defensive numbers and in particular the assists, that's fallen away as well. So he went from a guy where I just kept saying at the start of the season, I've seen Royce O'Neal for three, four years, and this is not who he is. This is a nice hot streak. And then you see it for five weeks, and you go, oh, maybe it is. Maybe he is this passing dynamo defensive wizard who plays 40 minutes a night. Well, he's not. He's almost the same guy he was in Utah. Still some value there in his assists, but outside of streaming in 12s, I don't think he's a must-roster player. But we're talking about a seven-game day, so let's watch what he does, and he's worth having for that. But we'll see moving forward. For the Cavs, Isaac Okoro. He's been playing pretty well. Yes, Lamar Stevens returned last game, but Okoro started over him. But it did keep Okoro down to just 20 minutes while Stevens got 15, and Levert's in the mix. And I just think it's going to be a continual mess with that position for most of the season. But we'll see if Okoro can establish anything or establish consistent fantasy value, because he's not there yet. But we'll see, because he's been playing better. I also want to watch Kevin Love, who had a little spike, 24 minutes and 29 minutes in a game where Mobley had foul trouble, then back to 19. He's still very much overrepresented in 12-team category leagues and points leagues. He shouldn't be rostered in those leagues, but he is. But let's see if there's anything that's going to change my mind here. I really, really doubt it. But we'll see what Love is able to do in this situation. The second game we take a look at is the Clippers and the Pistons. The Clippers are eight-point favorites. We know that John Wall is unlikely to play. He's doubtful. Isaiah Livers is out. 
while there are no players currently listed as questionable for e- either team. I want to watch Nico Batum, who's been top 100 over the last week, on the back of shooting 57% from three and 70-plus percent from two, of course. But his role and his minutes is going to be something to watch. And at the moment, they're really all over the place. Last five games, 31, 10, 33, 20, 25. Look, you can't get any consistency out of that. This is the first of a back-to-back for the Clippers, so I don't expect Wall to play um, just because of that fact. And then Kawhi won't play on Tuesday. So that does open up a little bit. But I want to see if Batum can maintain that top 100 number. I don't think so. I don't think he's a must-roster guy, but there is value in streaming him here. And then Zubats, we thought we had an idea. Yeah, 23 minutes, 24 minutes with everyone back. And then last game, 34. So now I don't know. Now I don't know what to expect with his minutes. They're all over the place. These are his games. 34, 20, 17, 17, 23, 34. That makes it really hard to deal with him. Like I think he is a 12-team league guy barely at the back end. But let's get another another game to see what the hell the minutes are doing. For the Detroit Pistons. Is that you, Mr. Stewart? Well, who the hell else do you think it'd be? Get in here, you pair of flaming galahs. Isaiah Stewart. Now, story time. Someone tweeted a, a thread the other day about videos of the sound drops that I play. And it was a great job finding a bunch of them. They're like, I can't find all of them. And they went, yeah, how about um, the Isaiah Stewart one? And I found it initially on this compilation from Home and Away, and it was in there somewhere, and I found it, right? So then I went through and found it, tagged the guy, said it starts at about whatever minutes it was. And then, yeah, two days later, on my YouTube you know, recommended page, I was see there's a, a, like a full episode, Home and Away, of you know, Alf buying a waterbed. So I, I don't know why I started watching it, but it was this episode. And the guy saying that, is that you, Mr. Stewart? It's Damien. Remember Damien from Home and Away? Anyone in Australia? That's who it is. Anyway, that is a completely pointless story. But I ended up watching the full episode of Home and Away where and it took, it took me about 15, 20 minutes to get into it to find out the part where Damien says, is that you, Mr. Stewart? Anyway, on to Isaiah Stewart's fantasy value. It's not there. He's not good. He's got low upside. If you don't want to hold him, I am not telling you to do it. I don't think you do. In 10 team leagues, jack him. Look, see you later. 12s? What's the point? Is he actually giving you more than a streaming waiver wire spot does? Is he your worst player? Almost definitely yes, yeah? Where's the upside in him? I don't think it's really there. So move on if you need to. Jaden Ivey, another one we want to watch, who has had a good couple of good scoring games. I think he's a must-roster points league guy. But the efficiency problems, the lack of rebound steals, blocks, assists, the low-volume threes, it always hurts him in category leagues. I'd like to get some more consistency from him before I think he's a must-roster guy in category leagues. I'm not really convinced I'm going to get it. But we'll watch him here and we'll see how it all um, shakes out. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get all the latest odds and trends for all professional and amateur leagues out there, from pro football to college bowl season to college basketball through to the NBA. They've got it all at betonline.net. You can go check out tomorrow night's Chargers-Colts game. Brandon Staley versus Jeff Monday night. The Chargers are four-point favorites, and if they win, they clinch a playoff spot. I know that because my son's been telling me all weekend about all the results that need to go in their favor for them to get it, and now the only one they need is to beat the Colts. So if you think the Chargers can clinch themselves a spot in the playoffs, well, here you go. They're four-point favorites on Monday night. You can find that out over at Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online is where the game starts.
Let's look at the Wolves and the Heat. No spread out at this point because, of course, the Heat have a million blokes on the injury report, which is pretty stock standard for them. We know that Kyle Anthony Towns is out for Minnesota, but there's also Kyle Anderson, Torian Prince, and Jordan McLaughlin who are questionable. Prince hasn't played in forever. McLaughlin's been out for about two weeks, and now Anderson's missed three straight. We do not know their status for Monday, but if they all do miss, then the value of Reed goes up. The value of Austin Rivers goes up as well. Um, the value of Jaden McDaniels marginally spikes, even though he did have a good game last time out. His minutes have been well higher in the... Well higher? Well, what am I, English? He's been well higher. Um, it have been much higher in the last couple of games. So that's uh, that's important to note there as well. But we just don't know the status of those players. I On, on the Miami side, of course, a million dickheads are out or questionable. And two of them are the biggest dickheads. But not, not offensively, just general blokes. Bam Adebayo, questionable. Jimmy Butler, questionable. Of course they are. Butler had to leave last game with an ankle problem. He is questionable here. Bam, I've got no idea. Right foot strain. I mean, sure. I don't trust the Heat's injury reporting as far as I can throw it. Caleb Martin is probable. Gabe Vincent is questionable, even though he was ruled healthy last game and then didn't play. He's now become unhealthy again, while Dwayne Dedman is out. And Udonis Haslam continues to be listed as questionable. So again, you cannot trust a single thing on that injury report. I expect Bam to play, and I expect Butler not to, because that's just what Butler does. Four... The Wolves, I want to watch Naz Reed. Because as I said last game, he and Towns played together. We got 25 minutes from Reed. Well, Gobert, not, not Towns, sorry, him and Gobert. Gobert played 36. Anderson, Prince, McLaughlin, all out. That's really interesting to get those sort of minutes out of Naz Reed. And 25 for Naz Reed is a 12 team league player. It's only really short term, of course, while Anderson, Prince, McLaughlin, and Towns are out. But he's going to be one to watch, if not streaming. And then Jaden McDaniels, who stepped it up last game and finally brought offense and defense in the one game, played 39 minutes in that one, Jaden. I don't think that he's a must-roster points league guy, but in categories, you still want to hold, even though it's frustrating that he can't push through too far. Usually, onto the heat, Victor Oladipo was a little bit disappointing last game, but he did get more minutes than Max Struess. He only played 28 of them after playing 30 for three straight. And the shooting is looking like it's going to be a consistent issue for Oladipo. But for steals, there's value there with a low-ish volume day as well. He's worth having on a 12-team roster. I also want to watch Hayward Highsmith, who played 23 minutes last game while Caleb Martin played 19. If Hayward Highsmith gets 28 minutes and Martin stays on the bench, Highsmith's a 12-team league option. In fact... Haywood's already a top 100 player over the last week. Yes, that's because he had a 41-minute game two games ago, and they played only two games there. But he's playing well. So how the minutes distribute between Highsmith and Martin is a really, really key thing, I think, to watching for this or to watch for this week or for this game. Can't speak. Jazz Spurs. The Jazz are five-point favorites. No one is ruled out at this point. The only guy questionable is Kali Olenek with that ankle problem, which has cost him the last three games. I want to watch Walker Kessler in Utah to see what his minutes are. If Olenek plays, he played like 32 last game, while Vanderbilt didn't play that many. Is he a better option than Vanderbilt? Oh, it certainly feels like it, especially for fantasy. But watching the Vanderbilt-Kessler minutes, how that works is going to be, I think, pretty important. And then Colin Sexton, who played, what did he play? Like 17 minutes in his first game back, scored well. But as a fully... Fully fit and functioning and healthy Sexton. Is he 28-minute Sexton or is he 24-minute Sexton? 24-minute Sexton is not someone I care about for fantasy. 28 is. At least more interesting anyway. So let's watch that. For the Spurs. Pretty obvious what we want to watch here. Zohan now. Last two games from Jeremy Sohan have been much more impressive. Assists are up. Shooting is more. Usage is up. 
Rebounds are better. I expect that he starts and plays good minutes. But I'm also really worried about inconsistency. But let's see how they utilize him here because it has been really strong the last couple. I also watched Jakob Pertl, who has played 21, 23, 22, and 21 minutes since he returned. Is he going to be stuck in low-minute limbo? Is it all foul trouble because some of it was in those games? Is it still injury restriction? What the hell is going on with Jakob Pertl? I want to see those minutes rise. Rockets, Bulls. Um, I want to watch... Well, actually, the the I've lost my mind here. The Bulls are 8.5. I lost my mind because I looked at his name and went, fucking Silas. Um, the Bulls are eight-point favorites. Tate is out. Gordon is questionable. Caruso is questionable. Javante Green is questionable. And Derek Jones Jr. is questionable. What I want to watch is the delicate dancer, Alperen Sengun. It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. I don't understand a single thing Steven Silas does. I don't understand it. I don't think there's any one Rocket fan who goes, yeah, it's a great idea where Sengun, our best center and arguably our best player, plays 27 minutes a night so Garuba and Fernando can play. I don't think any Rockets fan thinks that. I don't think any Rockets fan goes, man, can't wait to get 30 minutes of Eric Gordon again. There's not one person in national media, local media, local fan base that goes, yeah, I understand why Houston's playing Eric Gordon those minutes. No one does. But it still happens. And Shangun continues to play 27 minutes a night. Still posts good numbers. Don't mean doesn't mean you have to drop him or do anything stupid. But I want to see if, can we get him to play consistently good minutes? Oh, but his defense sucks, Josh. All right, cool. How do you reckon he's going to improve it? None of this stuff makes any sense from Silas. So let's see if Shangun can force his hand into 30 minutes. I also want to watch Kevin Porter Jr., who I think has been pretty impressive for most of this season. He's had a few little ups and downs. But can he establish himself as a full-time NBA point guard? I don't think so. But can he do it? I don't know. Let's keep just watching his gradual improvement. For the Bulls. Last game, the man who was out of the rotation, Ayo Desumu, started and played 30-plus minutes. Was he great? No. Is he streamable? I guess so. But I want to watch his role if Caruso plays. Because Caruso's dealing with that shoulder issue. And again, two games ago, Desumu played five minutes. And then he's played 34 and 33 the last two. So is he even a 17, 18-minute-a-night guy if Caruso's healthy? Is he just out of the rotation? How are they going to use Desumu? And then I also want to watch Vucevic. It's Vucevic. Because he's been on a nice little nice little run of things. Shooting the ball really well. Very strong minutes increase. Um, good usage. And the Bulls have won three in a row. And Vooch has been an important part there. So let's see if he's able to do that. His minutes are well up. He played 39 last game. Let's see if that's something that he's able to continue for. Big Vucevic. Um, the Pacers and the Pelicans. No spread or total at this point for in, uh, Indiana, injury-wise, when Otis is out. And then there's questionable tags on Aaron Neesmith. And for New Orleans, at Zion Williamson. Maybe Brendan Ingram returns, I don't know. And Larry Nance. We'd love to get those updates. Of course, we just aren't at this point. Um, I want to watch Jalen Smith sticks. Stand by your Because this annoying bloke is top 100 over the last week, largely because he shot the ball really well and he played more minutes with Miles Turner in foul trouble. I do not buy it for a single second. I am not looking at him as a must-roster player. Stream him in, sure, but he might play 17 minutes and have six and four. I also want to watch Humpty Dumpty, Benedict Matherin, who has really struggled of late. He started with Neesmith out last game, did nothing. What we talk all the time. Like, if your shot doesn't go in, what else are you doing? He's the captain of that team because the answer is absolutely nothing. Actually, Shaden Sharp's the answer to the question, uh, the captain of that team. He just doesn't play enough minutes for most people to notice. 
But Matherin is doing absolutely nothing, and he's not a must-roster category league guy, but maybe he changes my mind. For the Pelicans, how Williamson and Ingram and Nance work in is going to be intriguing. Herb Jones has stepped it up offensively, which was always a marginal expectation with Zion out. We thought, all right, he would do a little bit more. And it's been the case. He's been really solid. I don't think he's anything more than a streamer as we move forward, but with those players out, it's been really good. I also watched Jackson Hayes, who out of nowhere put up a big game. Now, that's likely because Williamson, Ingram, and Nance were all out, and he's likely not touching the court if they're healthy. But can Hayes at least work himself into some minutes if like one or two of those players are out? Because it was a good game for him on Friday. I don't think there's anything sustainable with it, but let's pay attention to it. Today's episode is also brought to you by the NHTSA. You're hanging out with a few friends putting back a few drinks. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride. Nah, you can make it. You can make it home easy. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car. You kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. And that's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get it right. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Let's look at the next game. It is the Hornets and the Blazers. Cody Martin is out. Gary Payton is out, of course. For Charlotte, we don't know about Big Dick Nick Richards. He had to leave last game. Does that mean they have to play Mark Williams in a backup role? Well, hi, Mark. A top 15 player who in the draft who just isn't touching the court. There are three guys drafted in the top 15 this season that just don't play. Johnny Davis, hated the pick. Not playing. Oshai Baji at 14, hated the pick. Doesn't play. And then Mark Williams at 15, didn't hate the pick. Hated that they traded away Duran. But he doesn't play either. And it's frustrating to see those rookies just never touch the court. Maybe we get a chance here to see Williams if Richards is in fact out. We don't know about Dennis Smith either, while Justice Winslow is questionable for Portland. I want to see Terry Rozier because he was really good. First game back, 38 minutes, shot the ball well, got steals. Is he coming back? I hope so. I bloody hope so, because he was good in that game. And therefore, I want to watch Kelly Ubre, who moved back to the bench. He still played 31 minutes. Um, how that all works in when Dennis Smith plays, I, I don't know. But he played he played good minutes. He still is not a particularly good fantasy player for category leagues because he's a score, an inefficient scorer with nothing else. Points leagues, much better. I do think it is going to continue to drop, though. Well, for the Blazers, I want to watch Drew Eubanks and uh, conversely what that means or how Nurkic's minutes, minutes look. Nurkic has played 23 and 21 since he returned from that one-game absence. Is he, a, is he like Pirtle, a low-minute guy now? and Eubanks plays 20, I really doubt that. But if Eubanks can play 20 a night, the blocks can be interesting. They can be interesting. Also watch Anthony Simons, who absolutely predictably has dropped way off with Damian Lillard back. This is what happens. It's happened so often. And your time to sell high is clearly done, but it's something you always need to remember. If Lillard misses a period of time, during that period of time, you sell Simons for a top 50 or 40 guy if you can, because he really struggles in a secondary role. He just can't do that. And maybe he proves me wrong and he starts to do it consistently, but all of the data so far would tell us, no, that is not the case. Let's look at streaming. Who we got back-to-backs Monday, Tuesday. There are quite a few teams who have got this. So players we can look at with a Monday, Tuesday. Now, remember, Tuesday's a 10-game day, so you might not be able to stream, but you might be able to. Zach Collins, Nico Batum, Andrew Nempart. So obviously Spurs, 
Clippers, Pacers, all have the back-to-back. Marcus Morris, he is playing in back-to-backs at the moment. Jalen McDaniel, so the Hornets have it as well. Jeremy Sohan, Reggie Jackson, and Tari re-season. Not re-season, pre-season. Man, I'm really struggling with speaking today. They're all the guys, that, well, they're a bunch of guys that you look at with the Monday, Tuesday back-to-back. If we're just looking at Monday, these guys are all widely available, and you might be able to get value out of them from a category league. Patrick Williams, Reggie Jackson, Zachary Collins, Andrew Nempard, Royce O'Neal. Yes, he's dropped down to a situation where he can be considered a streamer now. And I think, again, we ask the question, what do we do with Royce O'Neal? The question is, in most cases, probably is a drop. But for a day like this with seven games on, then you hold him and, and use him because he's a 30-minute-a-night starter who's provided some good value earlier on. Caleb Martin, although that might be Highsmith. Jeremy Sohan's a good stream. And Jalen McDaniels in Charlotte. For deeper leagues, these guys are all available in 90% plus. It's Nico Batum and Drew Eubanks. You might even consider Batum a 12-team stream for Monday. Jalen Noel's in there. He's probably a 14-team stream. Josh Richardson, Yuta Watanabe, Luke Kennard, Timothy John McConnell, and yes, Stanley Johnson. He's playing good minutes. He's playing pretty well. If you look at points league streams for that day, Monday, Sohan, Reggie Jackson, Jalen Noel, Victor Oladipo, Marcus Morris, Jaden McDaniels, Karis Levert, and Zach Collins. I wouldn't really consider Levert much of a 12-team category league stream because I think you can just do too much damage. But in a points league, sure, go for it. And then we look the next four days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There's only one high-volume day in there, and that is Tuesday. So who has the most high-volume games? Well, no one has three across the next four days, but a bunch of players with two high-quality games, starting with Walker Kessler, who's a must-roster player. Then you've got Jaden McDaniels with two, Patrick Williams with two, Zach Collins with two. That's Monday, Monday, Tuesday. Actually, he's got Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I believe. Andrew Nempard with two. Royce O'Neal has two quality games. Trey Murphy has two quality games, and Marcus Morris has two in the next four nights. And if we just look at the next four nights in general, the only one of these guys who's available widely, who I think you would start even if it's a high-volume day, is probably DiVincenzo. Even though he's only got two games, he's probably a guy I look at. Then there's a bunch of players with three games in the next four nights. One of those games falls on the Tuesday, though. And that's Zach Collins, Andrew Nempard, Marcus Morris, Jeremy Sohan, Jalen McDaniels, Nico Batum, and Tari Eason. They've got three games in the next four nights. So using a waiver ad to get some short-term value for these players is probably worth looking at. And guys, that'll do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you are here on YouTube, thumb it up and leave those comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.